When life throws you a curveball, how are you going to handle adversity? Welcome to the Fearless Mindset Podcast, where you're about to go on a journey as I interview security, business, and entertainment leaders on what it takes to stay fearless. I'm your host, Mark Ludlow, and enjoy today's episode. How does that money work? Are you able to take money out of the ATM wherever you are in New York? I don't want to disclose your location for your security purposes and reasons, but are you able to... How does that work? In certain places, yeah, you there's there's access to ATMs. Um, you know, obviously, the closer you you get to Ukraine, the, the harder it is to to get money and cash. Um, fortunately, I mean, we've established a supply line, and you know, kind of our base of operations is back in a very populated and uh, resourceful area and so when we go back and make supply runs if we need to get cash we're we're able to get that um you know people talk about the 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 fuel shortage and i mean honestly i haven't really seen that much of a fuel shortage um really? so many, yeah once you i mean in ukraine there's some places that are rationing but you know for the most part you know we haven't had any issues getting fuel um so some of the things that are being reported, you know, I'm not really seeing. Okay, um, interesting. Good to but, know. Yeah. Anyway, you want to add any, any more information for us, for the listeners, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate you having me on and, you know, to sit here. And, uh, I'm doing this because this is what I, you know, I want to be able to help. I want to leave my mark on the world. Um, it's not really about money. And, you know, a lot of people get caught up in just making money, but, the greatest thing that I've found in life is to um, be at service to others. And that's why I'm here. These people need help. And I have the skills, the, the, the skill sets to, to help. And when these people need it the most, and, you know, it's been an honor to be here. It's been very humbling. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's, it's, well, think about it. You're willing to give up your life and get killed to help people you don't even know. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, everybody has their own views on in in the world, and you know, for for those of us that have spent our lives in service to others, then you know, that's that's what makes us happy. That's what makes us understand the world. So, um, whatever it takes to help others. I mean, I'm not looking for. Um, handouts or uh you know any <laughs> i'm not looking for any glory um i'm doing this because i care so um, i know yeah. i know pete morton's out there somewhere over in europe doing something i saw some stuff on linkedin so if you if you run across in there you know pollen or wherever tell him i said hello <laughs> all right we'll do I've, I've definitely run into a a lot of uh mutual friends that that we have and uh you know a lot, them, a lot of them are doing the same i mean are they a lot of volunteering man I mean, it's crazy and the industry in the united states is about ready to blow up it's it, the steam is building for the private sector right now i've been so busy over here running stateside business operations it's been nuts but you know i have uh, i have so much respect for guys like yourself michael out there just giving your time your energy and your resources and in a war zone where Putin could possibly drop a nuke 
or um, you know, biological warfare just to to uh, take over the Ukraine. And guys like Mike's out there and army vets, military vets out there just serving, serving others to save them, to pull them out of harm's way. And that takes a certain personality because you can hear, if you hear Mike's voice, he's very calm. I think most people in the United States would be freaking out, but he has a very calmness in his head. He's not really, he's not really bothered by any of this. I, would, I definitely wouldn't say I'm not bothered, but you know, it's it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a nerve. It's you know, it's you get used to it after a while, I guess. I mean, um, I mean, when you hear that bomb going off, but five clicks away from where you were the other day, what went through your mind? Oh crap! And eh, not really. I mean, I knew how far. I mean, you could tell that explosion had been off. You know, it was off for a little while, but you know, the, the first thought in was, you know, is that it? Is there more coming? <laughs> and you kind of stop and you, you know, assess that situation and, you know, wait a few minutes, nothing happens, you know, it's back to normal. I mean, you know, it sucks, but, you know, there's no more coming. It's time to move on, you know. When it's your time, it's your time. So, uh, wow, you know. that's true. Yeah, I've been hearing that they're sending out a bunch of missiles from Russia in there, just hitting like 500 missiles from Russia soil into the Ukraine. That was going on for a while. Did that kind of subside? Um, I, I don't really know. Um, I haven't been, at, you know, like I said, that was the only experience that I really had. I know in some of the harder hit areas, um, you know, Maripol, which has been really, um, in the news a lot. That's been a really horrible situation down there. Um, they've just continuously bombarded, um, what once was a beautiful city. Um, and from my understanding, there's been a lot of civilian casualties, um, they supposedly were going to allow a humanitarian, uh, corridor to open up, um, that happened. Then it got cut. Um, there was rumors that they were putting mines out on these routes. Um, there's been a lot of horrible things that have, you know, um, come out of these areas and some of it may be true and some of it may not, you know, you don't really know. Um, the only way you know is if you've been there and you've experienced it and, you know, it's it's horrible. I mean, to sit back and see, and not even just sit back, but to to witness uh, uh, these families and the children. I mean, that that's that's the hardest part for me is, um, yeah, these innocent children that they, they they don't really know what's going on. They're standing in line at these at the at the border crossings and stuff, and they're playing, and you know, they're you know, bit up to mischief and. You know, they have no idea that everything that they knew before was gone. Um, and that that right there is just, that's probably the thing that's, that's bothered me the most since I've been here, um, is is the, the innocent people and the children. And just being able to be here and help them um, means the world. It's very humbling. Wow, that's pretty powerful. I know, Mike, you've been in war before. You've been in a conflict before. What's the difference between that conflict and this conflict? What, how, how do you look at it? You know, a lot of guys, I'm, I'm of the generation of the Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, the global war on terror. Um, and, and a lot of people don't think, understand, understand that this is a different kind of war. Uh, it's more of a conventional war. Um, it goes against kind of all the tactics and everything that we've learned. Um, 
and it's going back to to more of the the post World War II and Cold War strategies, um, and obviously, you know, I can't really speak to the numbers of uh, you know casualties and all that other stuff, but to to see some of the destruction and to see the amount of um, firepower that's been used. Um, it's a lot different than anything we've ever seen. I mean, this is, this is some of the most intense fighting that Europe has seen since World War II. Um, and it's massive. So for guys like us that fought in GWAT, um, it's, it's a totally different kind of uh, warfare than what, what we saw in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like you said, it's more severe. So the severity yeah, I mean, of the ammunition and the weaponry that Putin has access to is, is pretty highly advanced technology. Well, even even you know outside of the weapons, you know, technology wise, you know, you're, you're now fighting a force that has pretty much the same technology as you have. You know, the days of being you know undercover with night vision goggles and you know all that good stuff, fighting a uh, under equipped um enemy is is kind of over i mean you know these guys have got night vision they've got drones they've got you know they've got missiles they've got air power um so it's it's totally different i mean even down to like their intelligence network um you know that's a big thing uh they have a intelligence network that's you know i wouldn't say superior but it's it's uh, it's up there with with our intelligence, you know, um, and a lot of that stuff's played out in the media. And, you know, you got stuff, you know, false false narratives and that stuff being pushed out. And, you know, it's all a, it's all a, um, info wars. You know, you know, they're disseminating false information to you know for propaganda reasons and for you know uh, this. A lot of people have said that this is the first. Uh, kind of open source um warfare that, that we've experienced and a lot of uh, a lot of the intel and stuff that's being gathered out of this is coming from from open sources and so it's been interesting um i know for a fact uh we've had um some interactions with uh i don't i don't i don't know if specifically if they were um russian but they obviously were were we're gathering intel on, on a group of our guys and, and me um, while we were out. Um, we had three of them that we interacted with and, and had to, to ditch them. Um, so that was that was pretty interesting. Same time, kind of scary. Um, some of the other guys I talked to that you know have been here a little bit longer that you know they've had quite a few interactions and have had to um, to to ditch. You know, I guess in essence, spies. Um, you know, one guy, he uh, he picked up. He was he was having coffee and and met a young lady, and you know, got talking to her, and then you know, next thing you know, she's asking all these questions, and then uh, the next day, um, in a totally different place, um, that wasn't coincidental, he ends up running into her again. Um, so there's a lot of that stuff going on here too. So you just kind of the, the hair stand up in the back of your neck and you kind of they're asking very weird questions and it makes you kind of think, OK, why are they asking me those kind of questions? 
Well, that, and then also, I mean, we we uh, we found a lady taking pictures of us. I mean, you know, she these she, a lady came up, started talking to us, trying to get information from us, and then as we ditched her, come around the corner and ran into the person that was sitting there taking pictures of us and stuff. So, um, there's no telling like what they're up to or what what kind of intel they're trying to gain. I mean. We're just a couple of dudes doing a job that's, you know, volunteering and stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> they're not going to get much information out of us. I mean, do you think they want to grab you guys and send in the uh, special forces or the special forces Russian guys that maybe kidnap you guys and get information out of you? Or what, what do you think is their motive? You know, man, I mean, a lot. Of, there's been a lot of rumors like that, that, you know, just about some of us are going to, you know, they're, they're going to start, um, focusing on the uh the aid workers and and all this stuff um, you know as far as i know um nobody's been kidnapped or you know nobody's been directly targeted um could they do that yeah i mean in the same aspect i mean you got a lot of like uh psyops and and <laughs> all that stuff you know all, there's right. a mixture of all that stuff going on so oh, yeah sure any, anything that they can get a lead on you know, they're, they're going to try and, you know, see a bunch of dudes with beards and, you know, Americans or whatever. I mean, you know, God knows what they think. You know? Right. Now, when you say ditch them, do you guys have like, like counter surveillance move you guys do to ditch them? Like different tactics or something when you're in the field? Yeah, I mean, setting up SDRs and all that stuff. Just, you know, a couple turns here, a couple turns there, and then you know, disappear. So, I mean... We've all kind of got that background that, you know, we're on the lookout, you know, so. It's, Is there a uh, strategy when you guys do the rescue without releasing too much detail that you have the strategy, like lookouts, points, rear on when you're doing your maneuvers? Yeah, I mean, like I said, these these, these extractions, they're not uh, the glorious things that everybody thinks they are. It's, you know, two dudes showing up in a vehicle and picking up you know, a family or whatever and driving out. Um, we haven't really, I mean, yeah, we've got surveillance detection routes and stuff that, you know, if we pick up a tail that, you know, we can identify and then, you know, we've got our, our, our TTPs and stuff that we would put in place to handle a situation if it arises that we're being followed. But, um, you know, to my knowledge within our team, we haven't really had anybody, um, on an operation, um, catch a tail or anything. Um, so, you know, fortunately we haven't really had to deal with that. Um, well, when we dealt with all these other, these, uh, I guess, Intel, whatever you want to call them, spies, um, it was actually on the other side of the border. It wasn't within, um, Ukraine. Um, so that's, that's why I think, you know, maybe they thought we were a little bit more than what we really are. (laughs) Um, but I mean, you know, a lot of guys I've spoken to, you know, it it reminds you of the books or the the movies and stuff you see during the cold war, the, the spy games that were going on between, you know, the East and the West and, you know, a lot of that stuff's going, I mean, a lot of the Soviet area tactics, you know, are being utilized. I mean, um, I can remember a couple of days ago, I was, I was, uh, we were back across the border and walking and 
I saw a lady on a bicycle with a a, uh, a basket on the front, and she had bread in it, and she's just singing at the top of her lungs, and and I almost felt like I was in a World War II movie. I mean, <laughs> wow. it's it's crazy. True. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely been a humbling experience. Wow, that's a. It's like when you're talking, it's like listening to a movie on in Hollywood. I mean, it's just such a trip. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. I mean, I feel like I'm living out a movie right now. Um, you know, it's, it's just been amazing to, to see some of the things we've seen. Um, and, you know, the heart of World War II, some of the worst atrocities that were ever committed um, were committed in this area. I mean, sure. Auschwitz. You know, yep. some of the concentration camps are around here. So, I mean, these countries are, are well aware of, you know, how bad things can get. And um, to see a force that is, is somewhat similar to the things that happened um, during World War II, you know, has got a lot of these people scared. And they're very thankful that, you know, the world has turned their attention to them and is here to help. It's interesting. I, I was doing the research on the, the the country of Ukraine, and I was talking to my business partner Ron Owens, and we just did some research. I'm like, isn't there a high concentration of Jewish people that live in the Ukraine? And he goes, let me look it up. And I think they're in the second or the third or something like that, the largest population in the world of Jewish people. And now all of a sudden, it's just all over again. You know, calling them Nazis and I'm like, yeah. What? The propaganda war that he's raging against them. I'm like, they're the majority of them are Jewish people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that was that the population was that large. I didn't know there was a large population here. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a propaganda. There's all kinds of propaganda going out. Um, you know, I think there's there's a. I mean, is everybody here perfect? No. Um, you've got a a mixture, a hodgepodge of all kinds of different backgrounds and stuff that have flocked here to, to, to help. Um, and there's some bad apples in there. There were some bad apples before all this stuff happened, you know? Sure. Um, but that doesn't justify um, the atrocities and, and stuff that are being, uh, or these, the locals and the Ukrainian um, people are being um, subjected to. It's sickening. It's just repulsive. But P Putin is so obsessed with taking over the Ukraine. It's just like, wow, it's just a weird obsession. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, you know, again, I'm not a military expert. Um, I'm just a just a grunt that you know did his job. Um, but it doesn't make sense to me. The uh, for one, he, there's no there's no what's what's the end game um two you know you just turn the entire world against you and yeah, I, I don't understand you know i just don't understand his strategy and that's probably the scariest thing about it is is that you know we just don't know what he's what he's thinking and we don't know he's you know what point is he gonna lose it and just go all out and that's the big talk right now. If you watch the news media, 
you know, everybody's thinking, oh, crap, he's going to make a move on Poland if he has victory now or some Eastern Bloc country. And are you seeing U.S. troops in Poland yet? Or have you saw any troops build up on the border yet? Yeah, I mean, there's there's U.S. troops and Canadian troops and uh, okay. British troops. Um, uh, you know, we've passed them at some of the airports and stuff um, in Poland. Um you know, so there, there's definitely, definitely U.S. military there. I mean, I don't know how many. I don't know what their their mission is, but you know, sure. I've definitely seen some. The buildup going on right now as we speak. Yeah. Well, the United Nations, I'm sure, is going. Well, well, we got to do something because if Putin does get stupid or something, we got to defend ourselves. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of keep my opinions itself to myself yeah. on yeah, the whole UN thing, but yeah, um, if, you, if you ever worked with the UN, you know kind of how that goes. So, oh yeah, yep, exactly. Wow. Is there, is there anything else that the media is not covering that you're seeing on the ground in Ukraine that's been that's been rewarding? Like you said, the kids just being able to be, watch the kids be with the kids that can't help themselves and just be there to be like the the guardian angel for them. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, obviously I haven't been really tuned into the media and everything that they've been pushing out um, just because, you know, we don't really have access to TVs and all that stuff all the time. You know, I'll get some snippets here and there. And, um, you know, I guess what people need to understand is that, you know, with everything that's going on, you still have hospitals, you have elderly, you have uh, orphanages, you have everything that's that's in a functioning society is being affected by um, the war that's going on, and that's displacing all these different functions. And you know, these people need help. It's not like everybody can just get up and walk out. So you know, being able to be here and being able to help those people that aren't as fortunate as you know, just getting in a car and driving away. You know, that's that's been a very humbling experience. And like I said, the, the mission here is, is far from over, um, you know. So hopefully that, you know, we can continue to, to maintain what we're doing, continue to help. Um, but at some point, you know, it becomes a financial issue. And if we don't have the finances to, to do it, then, you know, we're essentially um, becoming a liability. So at some point, if we run out of funds or don't have that funding, then, you know, we'll have to pull out. Um, and I hate to do that, but, you know, it is what it is.